Well, good afternoon, race fans of the internet. Happy Thursday. And once again, welcome to now episode number seven of the Talking Dirt Podcast. Of course, my name is Ryan Williams. And joining me tonight, once again, it'll be Matt Pridgen, uh, the normal co-host of the Talking Dirt series, fresh off of an exciting weekend over at Fayetteville. Matt, uh, long weekend, kind of a wet weekend. How, how are we feeling now that we're about halfway through the week? Um, Better than I was feeling this weekend, honestly. Yeah, because the t- the text messages at all I got this weekend didn't seem very uh, exciting. Uh, nah. they, they seemed a little upset. I mean, you had a lot of things to be happy about, though. Needless to really say, about. it was a series of, un- of unfortunate events. Very unfortunate. We'll we'll cover that a little bit later in the episode, but but uh, there there were a couple of of, of uh, not so straight body panels after after we got done at Fable. <laughs> I'll say that now. Of course, last weekend was kind of a wet one. Um, did y'all have any problem with the weather over at Fayetteville last weekend? On the way to the track, it poured, but it never rained when we got to it. Well, heck, y'all. Oh, man, we'll, we'll talk about this real quick. Y'all had troubles even getting to the track, right? <sighs> yes. Oh, you don't want to talk about this. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> I was about to say, oh Lord, Matt doesn't want to talk about something. No, you had so, some some truck trouble. I mean, it happens, dude. It happens yeah. to the best of us. We, we've had a lot of people no. have tires. Well, luckily, a tire didn't blow out on the trailer. That's kind of the main thing here. I'm, well, I'm, that, that that would have stopped you 100. percent That's normally what happens. That's why I have two spare tires in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I just I had some. You know, my truck broke down. Is, about, is it back running yet? No, I don't think it'll be running for a little while. It's gonna take it's gonna take a little while to fix. Well, as long as it's not a brand new motor, we should be good. Yeah, please don't tell me it's a brand new motor. Please don't tell me it's a brand new motor. I I wasn't gonna go into all that, but yes, I I'm pretty sure I lost my motor Saturday in my. Oh gosh, I I was just gonna I was just gonna gonna leave it at you know broke down, but we'll get into it. (laughs) Well, we'll start we'll start a a Matt Bridge and GoFundMe for a a new engine. <laughs> we'll start right. a GoFundMe. Well, as, aside from the the bad parts, let's let's talk about some of the so, good. Of course, what's that? So, wait, were you about to go into the results and stuff, or were you want um, me to keep going? No, if you if you got something else to add, please do, sir. This is not only my show, but it's your show can, as well. I can wait. I can wait till when we're going over. Okay, uh, okay, that's fine. I can wait. That's fine. Well, well, guys, little I teaser. guess. Little, little teaser. teaser, little teaser. Matt got very angry at somebody, so we'll uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But let's talk. Let's talk some dirt, shall we? Uh, first off, uh, there was a there. There's a bit of drama going on on the Facebook. I'm not going to get into it very heavily, but uh, yeah, there's some shots being fired on on a certain page. If you guys are from around the the central South Carolina area, and you know what I'm talking about, there's a little drama oh, is going it the on. Page? Yeah, that page. Yep, okay. that page. Yeah. Not going to give them any light of day. Um, but I mean, he just said it, it, it honestly, it wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't like as juicy as I wanted it to be. So I'm not, I'm not going to give it the light of day. Um, okay. if it was a little juicier and had some more stuff that kind of triggered some people, it'd have been funnier, but it really didn't. Um, so now I'm going to go through a couple of my notes here. We're going to start, I'm going to let you guys know that this is literally the third or fourth weekend in a row where rain, where the weather has just absolutely ruined some racing around here. It it's it feels to me like the old adage of April showers bring May flowers has it, it just flipped completely because April we had no problem with with rain nothing 
we get to May and all heck's breaking loose and I'm not a fan of it. Um, of course, a couple weeks ago you had multiple tracks raining out like Lancaster rained out and um, there were some others in the upstate that rained out as well. Last weekend you had Lancaster rain out again. You had, uh, who else was it, Matt? There was a couple other tracks that rained out last week as well. I think Lakeview ended up canceling. Um, did Lakeview have a race that they canceled, if I remember right? Huh. No, no Lakeview didn't. I the last race, the last race, I think, was the uh, sprint cars and stuff. Yeah, that was Lakeview hasn't and run. They didn't race. Yeah, Lakeview didn't run last yeah. week, did they? But uh, yeah, Lancaster canceled. There was another track somewhere else that canceled that I remembered. And then last weekend at Sumter, we we started mains, and then halfway through the first main event, the bottom fell out, and gave us an hour rain delay, which I will say made the track. So much better. Now, in my opinion, Matt, if if you take any racetrack that's starting to go a little bit dry and you j- it just has a constant rain for like an hour, once you run that back in, that that's a perfect racetrack in my opinion. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I love it, dude. I love a wet racetrack. One, Thank the race water it, bill too. Ex- yes, it does. But one, the racing's better, and two. The tire wear is minimal at best. That's yeah. that's kind of why I love having a wetter racetrack that's a lot tackier than one that's taken down rubber. And I know a lot of guys in their race at Sumter want to race on that rubber down racetrack, but when there's a bunch of water on that track and it's nice and nice and moist and nice and tacky, it's not going to eat up those tires. It's going to be way more cost effective for these guys to run with the current climate. I don't know. I know you probably. I, how was the? What were the track conditions up there at, at Fayetteville? Was it sort of similar, oh, it like was, pretty wet? It wasn't. I'm gonna say it was. It was pretty much ready, you know, for cars as soon as, as soon as you know, cars hit the track. Yeah. It, it got. It picked up a little bit after the first group went out. Group because we we were first, and of course I was in the first group again. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously and you know times were my times was way off but <laughs> everybody else in my group their times were off too and it, it the track picked up speed but you know it was pretty much pretty much ready by the time cars were on the track and uh-huh. you know di- didn't have too tough of a wash job pretty simple wash job so well I, I will tell you that uh on the counter to that everybody that raced at Sumter had a heck of a wash job to do <laughs> on uh on Sunday or Monday if they so did choose um and we're not even at results yet but Matt I I want to give the biggest shout out in the world to uh to James Murphy. Oh yeah. This young man guys drove his absolute tail off Saturday night. Uh of course I mean you say what you want there were, there were only three cars but aside that point James absolutely drove his tail off lap, even even lapped one of the cars in twenty laps. I mean, oh, consistent yeah. fifteen eights, fifteen nines on a on a wet track. Uh, I was so happy for James. It was his first win since Mama Sue had passed, and and I'm I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't tear up in the last two laps of that race. Like I was bawling. It was I, I was that was an emotional moment for me getting to being able to call his first win since that. Um, and I so desperately wanted just to run down there and just give him the biggest hug ever. But, um, 
<laughs> unfortunately, I had to stay professional in the moment. So, uh, but yeah, man, just huge shout out to James. I'm so proud of that kid um, for rebounding the way that he has. He he He's is doing good. It this year. I I will continue to say this forever. If a big company would come behind him and put enough money behind him, that kid can go places easily. Oh yeah, James James is an absolute beast. Uh, there's no there's no way around it. If somebody put a bunch of money around him and put him in a a brand new up to date car, he would he would win big races. And oh, yeah, there, sure. there's no way around. It. I mean, the same same for you too. If once you once you get that that experience that you need, and if you ever find yourself in a in a newer ride that's, I guess, really up to date, you you would be good too. I it's a, it, it's the same for like all the guys that I really hang around. You know, like I don't if if I didn't think that you were worth anything, I wouldn't you wouldn't be doing this podcast with me. Right. That's, and and that's the same why I take to James so much as a friend. Because I see the potential in him, and uh, oh, side note, James finally got his computer. By the way, yeah. I was finally, I was finally a good person, and I gave him. <laughs> the, if you guys didn't know, I sold James a, a computer a while ago so he could play iRacing with us uh, better. And I don't know what happened, but there was like a, a week somehow, and a half later. Somehow, yeah, it, it worked perfectly fine for me, but somehow some condensation had built up in it or something, and some of the parts started failing. So I just gave him another one that I had sitting around. Um, didn't charge him anything for it. I, I told him, I, I told James, I said, put my logo on the car and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's what happened there. But yeah, just big shout out to James. Shout out to Matt and every everybody else that I hang around and and that I have faith and potential in. Um, yeah, y'all boys keep killing it because there's a lot of the, a lot of young guys that I see driving race cars right now that have so much potential to do great things. Man. Now let's uh, transitioning. Let's get back on task here. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, Friday night. We, hey, we got an hour to kill, guys. I mean, I'm the, just plain and simple. Got yeah. an hour to kill. So Not we're we're gonna talk about everything. Weekend. Actually, there was a decent little amount with oh, the rain. There was still a decent little amount. Friday night, you had two tracks race. You had uh, Travelers Rest and you had Carolina Speedway. Let's talk about Carolina first. The the Steel Block Bandits. The first Friday night show that I've seen from them at, this year. Um, and they pulled, I think it was around 30 cars, Matt. Yeah. It around was, it was 30. Close. It was they close have a 30. very good car count. Have they had a car time. count under 30 yet? I don't think so. Cause they had That's 37 at Sumter. They had around 30 the week before they had another 35 up at, up in Tennessee when they were up there. Now they're going 30 something at Carolina on a Friday I night mean, too. I mean, Man. what series is doing that? Let, let's be real. I mean, well, no, nothing against the, other the series, only one that you can compare it to is um, where, like it's like World of Outlaws, Lucas Oil. Yeah, and there, see, as far as limited racing goes, Steel Block Bandits are the closest comparison you're going to have to those top echelon series in super racing. Like they are the Lucas Oil of limited racing. I mean, you've got. As far as that goes, I mean, you got the the I ninety five challenge, yeah. and you've got the the topless cool. outlaws. Fuel still around? Who's that? Fuel? No, fuel is not around anymore, unfortunately. Um, yeah, you got the I ninety five challenge, and you've got the uh, the topless outlaw series. They both run for decent money, but it's nothing compared. Terrible. No. Uh, well, it's yeah, it's I not think, really comparable. I think someone at or 
James actually, I think, told me this. He said if you were to go out there and win every single steel block bandit race this year, I think it said he said you'd win like eighty thousand dollars. Every yeah, I in that's only in like a what a ten race schedule, something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's a short schedule. It's a very and, short schedule with multiple ten thousand dollar races. They don't go too too far from here. No, they don't. No, I, I think they go to. Uh, they might go to Virginia or West Virginia once, maybe Tennessee. Um, and then Livonia's in Georgia, right? Livonia's in Georgia. Yep. Okay, I'm. I'm. I know I'm stupid sometimes, but, um, yeah, they go to Livonia. So I mean, they don't. They don't go extremely far off. Like you're not going to be in Florida tonight, in Ohio tomorrow. Like how other series are. No, and and that's they do that. One of the better but, things. I mean, they they have they were supposed to run a doubleheader last weekend, but of course that doubleheader was only supposed to be two hours apart. Unfortunately, they rained out on uh, on Saturday. But yeah, getting back to the bandits, great car count and a great race. From what I've heard, I haven't had a chance to actually look at it. But, um, Matt, you were talking about how much you could win if you win all the races. Well, there's one guy that's only one race shy of doing that so far after Friday night, and that's Dustin Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, another win for, for Dustin Mitchell, the kamikaze kid, coming in hot once again. I, I mean, there's really not much more to say. This this dude, I don't, think, uh, I don't think he could have dreamt up a better start to the year. We're only in May, and he's already... Probably 40, 50 grand in winnings deep. Yeah, he's rolling in it. Dude, he absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Corky. Yeah, Mr. Corky's putting it on him. Now, I thought that was interesting at the beginning of this year, especially because for a while last season, there was like a, there was a split. And yeah. I'll be on, I am super happy that they were able to rectify and get back together because Dustin and Corky and and all them that are involved with that race team right now they're absolutely unstoppable. Oh yeah. Man, absolutely. I, I knew the split wouldn't last forever. Oh, of course. I you, you saw what happened and it just it, it was just like clockwork they were right back I think, together. I think Russell Irwin did jump in that ride while they were split though. He did. Yeah, he did for a second. That, um I remember I remember he he used to drive that car for Mr. Corky. Willie used to drive it. Mhm. And and Dustin, I, I don't know if anybody else has, but. Well, from what I remember, now this is no knock to anybody, but Russell got in it for one race, if I'm not mistaken, didn't have the best of luck. And then he came out of the car and Dustin went right back in it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was kind of exactly what I expected to happen. So The split lasted <laughs> shorter than Tom Brady's retirement. Yes, it did. A hundred percent. Um, <laughs> finishing second to Dustin was Michael Batten. So a, a good run for Batten. Yeah, um, and Tyler bear, a, a rookie contender, I believe with the, with the bandits, uh, finishes third, Michael Rouse fourth and Cody Wright rounds out the top five. And how about, uh, a lot of you may know this name, Matt, you probably don't know this name, but Alex Hendren finishing in yeah, the sixth spot. Yeah. Son of, uh, I've raced against him. Son of, or actually, he he does he works at Hendren Motors. Um, was Alex was a big help in getting uh, David's five twenty five tuned last season. Uh, I went up there and watched that process. You can find a bunch of those clips on the the Wicked Fab YouTube, or I think it's on my Talking Dirt TikTok account. 
as well. You can see what, what it looks like when a car is being dyno chassis or chassis dyno, dyno chassis, whatever. Uh, chassis dyno, that's the right, that's the right terminology, whatever. Sue me. Um, so yeah, that was a cool experience. You get to see what the, what the cars look like when they're on the rollers and you hit the gas and they look like they're going to take off through the wall in front of them. It's I had pretty the cool. body off of mine when I did mine. Did you? Yeah, it was, it was pretty yeah, cool. You lot. lost out. We took, the, we took the car fully set up and all. Mine is shocked. Well, the first time I just had the nose. The second time I had the nose for this year and the quarter panels. Oh, uh, I got you. I got you. I didn't even know you had it. Oh, of course you had it done because you had the motor blueprinted last off season. Duh. Duh, duh, duh. Tangents. Let's see <laughs> here. Also in Carolina, excuse the, the little pause there. Uh, Bailey Lofton won Super Sportsman. Jerry Oliver Jr. won Pro 4. Hunter Fernderberg drove the Honey Bun Express to Victor Lane and Thunder Bomber. Uh, Brandon Spangler won in Hornets. And just a side note, the uh, the Steel Block Bandits were supposed to race Saturday night at Friendship, the home of Bumper Jack, Jack Craig, and they unfortunately did get rained out. So that sucks. I was hoping to see some, some video from that event because I, I haven't seen them race at Friendship yet. That would have been an exciting, exciting event because, I mean, Friendship's a tight little bull ring, but, man, it, is, it was fun whenever we went. Tight little bull ring, and the racing was side by side from start to finish. Really, I'll be going again soon. Oh, we will. That's right. That's right. And uh, breaking we'll news, you guys, you guys, you guys hear, heard it here first. I may be going to the racetrack with Matt again very soon. Not a hundred percent sure yet, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. But I, I may be back at the racetrack with Matt very, very soon. And uh, from the looks of it, it there was some, some weather that came in on Friday night, and I think. That TR got one race in and ended up raining out for the rest of the night, so that kind of sucked. Um, like I said, rain was rain was bad and rampant all weekend. So yeah, that really really sucked. Uh, TR always puts on great shows. So I mean, I yeah, I think they're uh, they're actually planning on racing this Friday night. And uh, if you guys are around that area on Friday, go check out TR. Um, they should put on a fantastic show trying to make up for getting rained out this past weekend. Have you ever been um, there? No, I haven't. I really want to go to TR, but it's such a drive, dude. It's, yeah. four, it's three and a half hours from here. It's, it's such a drive. Like, up past Clemson just about. It's, it's a drive. Wow. Yeah. For, hey, for you, it's probably five or six hours. That I want to go, yeah. but it's just really not feasible. It's really not. But, um... Well, heck, I may be if if we do what we were talking about doing, I may be uh, going to a track I've never been to. I might cross one off the bucket list here in a couple oh, yeah. of weeks, so that would be fun. And as far as other Friday night racing goes, Cherokee um, they were in action running the heat races for their street stock. Uh, I don't know if they called it Battle Royale or Showdown or whatever it was, but it was seven thousand five hundred dollars to win for the Ultimate Street Stock Challenge. And let me see if I can find heat race winners. I know Caleb McLaughlin won one of the heat races. Let me see if I can find Friday on my race pass. Uh, not sponsored, by the way, but if they'd like to, uh, you can contact me in uh, via the email below. Let's look here. Six heats for the street stocks. And you have Chad Thrash winning heat number one. Of course, Caleb McLaughlin winning heat number two. 
Hayden Moran winning heat number three. Blake Bentley wins heat number four. Trent Ivey wins heat number five. Wait, and Keenan Vandegrift wins heat number six. And going back, yes, Matt, super late model driver. Trent Ivey was, was piloting a street stock okay. this past weekend at Cherokee. And I will say he ran a very, very good couple of nights in a street stock. And might be something that he does in the future again because he looked fast. Very fast, I will say. Mm. And then keeping with Cherokee, we'll we'll jump ahead to a Saturday night and go ahead and, and go over them. I believe it was Chad Thrash and Caleb McLaughlin that would have technically been the front row, so but they did a three wide start. I don't know. Have you ever seen a three wide initial start at a racetrack, Matt? Only on our racing and only on um video. Only on iRacing, only on video. Well, uh, for the those who got to see it in person, I bet it's really, really cool. I'd like to go up there for one of those street stock uh, Battle Royale races and see a three-wide start because I can only imagine the chaos that ensues on the first yeah. lap, um, especially at a place like Cherokee, which, I mean, you could do three-wide. It's, it's a little compact, but you can definitely do it and get it done. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that, but... In that race, 50 laps was the distance, $7,500 to win, and see, Keenan Vandegrift ends up winning that one, so a big win for Vandegrift. Uh, not sure what car number he was, but on, side note, we did have two guys that race here locally make the show, Cameron Holloway and Andrew Stone end up making uh, making the, the top 24 into the show. So big props to those two gentlemen uh, putting on for, for Sumter Speedway there. Uh, Patrick Lyon ends up set, or, uh, I lied, Matt. I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied. Take that all back. Take it all back. Hayden Moran goes to victory lane. Keenan Vandegrift second. Patrick Lyon third. So again, it was Hayden Moran winning, not Vandegrift. Hayden Moran ends up going to victory lane taking home $7,500 at Cherokee on Saturday. Van, Vandy Griff, second, Patrick Lyon, third, and yes, Matt, it is a payday. What would, hold on, hold on, what, what would you do if you won that much money off, off of a, a race? That money would be already spent back into the car. So you, 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 you readily have $7,500 ready to go back in Like you have that much expenses ready to go back into the car. Oh yeah. Oh, man, it's getting sure. shocks. Getting uh, I mean, no, nah, I'd be, I'd be upgrading some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd probably, probably upgrade carburetor, get some better headers. Um, you know, some other audience like that, that okay. to be honest with you, that, that would probably take it all up. Yeah, probably that kind of stuff. With the the climate right now, the economy, that, yeah, definitely. Everything's just getting so much more expensive, and it's kind of leveled for now, but I'm sure by the end of the season, it's (laughs) going to get way worse. Promise. So let's see. There were a couple. We're talking about the economy and, you know, shortages and all. So I just want to point out that I've had. I want to say about three or four races and yes i'm including heat racing and b main racing in that um on my right rear tire and i've mm-hmm. had probably about five 
six races on the other three. Okay. So What's the and, and they still they still they they still got a lot of meat on it. So tell us, Matt, what's the secret? I got I to uh, replace the right front. The right front's done. Right uh, front's toast. Probably should get a new left rear, but mm-hmm. it's, it's got enough. Especially so, for so the next Hold on now. What's the secret? You uh, got the goat, goat pee on there. The That makes it worse. The magic juice. What we got? Nothing. I mean. Nothing? No tire yeah. prep? Mm, I tried to catch you up in something. I mean, I just. Grind the tires. I don't even. We we can groove them. Yep. But you know, from everything I've heard, you, you if you're trying to preserve a tire, the less cuts in it, the better. So yeah, uh, yeah, hundred yeah. Well, that's why on these these long like hundred lap races and all, they these aren't so hard much, tires neither. It's not the D fifty fives and all, is it? No. No. Oh, I don't know what you're running then, but I might need some of those. Um, tracks haven't been hard on it. I mean, Charlotte yeah, I had true, a total of true. 20 laps. I mean. Yeah. And then, obviously, Fayetteville wasn't too hard on it. Uh, yeah, Friendship probably weren't too hard on them at all. Wasn't. Sumter's the one you got to worry about. Sumter, I think, did the most damage to them. Yeah, Sumter does the most damage to everybody's tires. But <laughs> That's the only thing about that track I wish that I could help them improve on. But really, with the sand mixture, you can't improve on it. It's just not possible so we just kind of deal with it and get it as wet as we can so that it helps tires all right that that's really the only the only solve to that problem but all right what back you got back to the subject back to the subject. you tried to rambling matt <laughs> well, i'm sorry buddy um let's see a couple other uh a couple other classes run at cherokee on saturday night run their mains uh, Benji Knight beats out Rod Tucker and Thunder Bomber. TJ Penfield wins Pure Stock. Chris Meadows wins Extreme Four. Sparks Paris wins in Pro Four. Um, and that was obviously Cherokee from this past weekend. And then we had a couple others. First, let's let's look for some results from Lawrence County Motor Speedway. Let's go over some feature or some main events from there. First race of the night was Thunder Bomber Futures. Saw Brian Lambert go to victory lane. One of my buddies, um, Brady England, was actually running up there in the Thunder Bomber's Future class, but got thrown out after the heat races. Um, so I guess tough luck for Brady, but I hope that he gets that back together and is able to to uh, to come back legal next time and. And win him a race. 602 create late models. Jason Alexander beats out Colt Smith and Larry Teal rounding out the top three. Uh, MMSA class. Matt Gilbert goes to victory lane. A, a nice big name there for the MMSA guys. Matt Gilbert beats out TJ Teal and Aaron Summit top three. Uh, Young Guns. Uh, CJ Smith, little Colt Smith goes to victory lane once again in Young Guns. Thunder Bomber main event. Oh, boy, this one's going to be fun. Reed Niederheiser <laughs> goes to victory lane. That's a fun one to say. Stetson Todd second. And Pork Chop Pulley rounds out your top three. Front wheel drives, Travis Jamison, Mason Mack, Blaze Strickland. Top three there at Lawrence and the limited late model main event. Eight cars showed up. And Frank Coates, a man who's synonymous with Lawrence County Speedway, goes to victory lane over Nick Dietz and Dino Long, the top three. Again, that was Lawrence County Speedway from this past weekend. 
and Matt, aside from some tracks in Georgia, that's all that went on in South Carolina besides the two that we're going to talk about later on, or South and North Carolina that we're going to talk about, except for the two that we're about to talk about. First off, we alluded to it earlier in the show. Let's talk a little bit about Fayetteville Motor Speedway this past weekend. Of course, we know that you guys had some troubles getting to the track, but once you got there, actually, before that, back it all up right, just right, a little right. bit. Yeah, you okay, told me so that you weren't even going to race, and then all of a sudden you send me hold, 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 a picture, hold, hold, hold. and you're at the racetrack. What happened hold there? Up now. Let me tell my story. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so we decided to go ahead and unhook the trailer while we're sitting there. Um, that's when I sent you to Snapchat. I said that we weren't going to be able to make it in a race. Yeah, you told me you were done. So we got to calling around. You know, we we were doing this to try to get home. So quickly interrupting uh, Matt's story time here, we actually had a uh, an issue with uh, some audio recording footage being corrupted. So um, I've actually called him back in here. It is now Thursday evening, but we're going to re go over this this uh, beginning of Fayetteville story. So Matt, let's pick up where where the podcast left off here. Of course, you said that you said in the podcast that. The truck broke down. Y'all were just at that point trying to get home. What happened after that? So, all right. So we had uh, my aunt comes. Shout out to Aunt Phyllis. She um she comes picks me and my mom up. My dad stays with the with the truck. And while we're going to pick his his truck up, the tow truck comes and gets my truck and takes it to cousin Johnny's shop. So. We um we get back, it's around like five fifteen and we get dad's truck hooked up. He says we're fifty minutes away, we can try to make it and miss hot laps potentially qualifying and starting the back or we can just go on home. And I said, you know what, let let's go try it, you know, why not? So then we end up making it there before the driver's meeting, I had enough time to get the car unloaded, go through tech. And as soon as I got done with tech, we had the driver's meeting and then <clears throat> we got the car ready for hot laps. So we go out there over first, first class, first group. Um, no, I'm, I'm not familiar with the track at all. Never, never even seen it since they've reconfigured it. So I'm going out there blind. Uh, now, one question that I do want to ask you real quick is, in track setup, how wide did they have the track? Sometimes at Fayetteville, they had played with the, the tractor tires that were at the bottom of the track. They, right. They'll play with it and move them up some nights and keep them way down on the bottom some nights. How was how was the track kind of set up for, uh, for y'all? So, hot laps, they were actually on the track. So, they were trying to get us to work the top end, um, which, I mean... In that, it, that might affect why you were slower. Well, yeah, but it was up for first like two or three classes. Mm, okay. So every everybody at least in the six oh fours had to run with the tires out there. Okay. Okay. And and how did hot laps go for you? Uh terrible. Um, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was dead last. Um, I don't remember what quick quick time was, but I do know the guy in fifteenth. He was a seventeen flat, and I was a seventeen nine, and he he was in one of the later groups. And how many cars were there? Sixteen. Sixteen. Oh dang, Matt. Oh yeah, it was bad. But the car 
car was pushing real bad. So we we get back in the pits and here comes the first sink of the night. Um and you know, we just we just try some stuff. We'd remember some you know, some shock adjustments uh my cousin Johnny told us uh prior to Saturday. And so we tried it and you know it it, it did it helped out qualifying. I went from a, a seventeen nine to a sixteen six mm-hmm. and which was still fifteenth but or uh sixteenth. But so we and I'm not sure if okay, yeah, yeah. So in the story we were at the uh starting to set up for the uh, feature. So we were wondering about, you know, some thinking about a gear change and um some other things and then I believe next up's when Zach started helping me out and I I think that catches us up pretty much. Where well, we were. Yeah, I, I do I do believe it does. So um sorry about the delay. That's what kept the podcast from going up this morning, guys, but we'll jump right back into it now. Good thing I caught it quick. Good thing you did call it because I put it up this morning and that's whoa, whoa, it's wrong. So I had to take it down. But uh, I, I think yeah, we, I texted you at like seven o'clock this morning. Yeah, you did as soon as it went up. So you guys, uh, thanks for bearing with us for that, guys. And we'll head back to the podcast now. The 16th, then later on, he came back that, that his dad said my car looked like it was pushing real bad. So he gave me some shock adjustment advice on there. And there there comes the second kitchen sink of the night. <laughs> so get all that done. Roll out. There we take the green flag. There's guy, I want to say about two rows in front of me, spins out. I had nowhere to go. There was a guy behind me. He had nowhere to go. Um get back going. I wanna say I passed two cars on the restart coming out of two. Um, a lot of fun racing, dude. Good racing. My dad said we were racing three wide you know, a lot. Hmm. I mean, you know, I was passing cars. They were passing me back, you know, not touching. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, then um, I got used as a guardrail, you know, eight tires hmm. are faster than four. That they are. They, they, again, turn, they turn way better than 14, again, let me tell you. For the, the second time this year. I, I mean... It didn't hurt the car bad, so I ain't gonna get too into that. It, you know, it is. It it upset me at the moment because you know I was having probably the best run of the year, and dude just runs through me like that. I, anyways. So, then, um, I want to say about around six, seven, eight laps to go. I can't remember. Um. I go into the corner, I tap the brakes, and the wheels just snap to the left. And it takes all my strength to bring it back to the right, the counter steer. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, I might can handle this. Basically, the power steering was bust, or the belt broke. Uh-huh. I go into, into turn one. Again, I tap the brakes, snatches it to the left, and then I, I couldn't pull it back to the right. So I just... Got to the top of the track and stopped and pulled in. That ended my night. That's very unfortunate. I, I think I got up to 11th, maybe 10th. Man, I don't know. I hate this string of bad luck that you're on right now. If, if, oh, yeah. If, oh, if, yeah. if we can just get like 
one night where everything goes right for you, I feel like we've got at least a top 10. Here's my thing. What's that? If I can start the night, how I've been finishing, like finishing nights this year with having the car handling good and, you know, decently fast, I think I'd be all right. Mm-hmm. But definitely, yeah, oh, 100, 100%, man. If, if you it, could just have one night where stuff yeah. actually goes right and, and, and see, all that, you're in the series, we're about to start revisiting tracks. Yep. So I'm going to take what I learned from the end of the night from the last previous times I was there mm-hmm. and apply it, you know, straight out the trailer. And I, I think we'll be okay. So where are you, uh, for the series, where are you sitting in points right now? I know you said you were tied for 10th going in, but have they done an update since? No, they haven't. They haven't. Oh, and I was, I was scored with 14th. Scored with 14th. Yeah, that's fitting at least. The P14 came home P14. Yes, it's, it's fitting at least. I, I, I'm not mad about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, was, ne- I, next race for that series, know. what? Uh, Carolina next Friday? Carolina next Friday. Carolina next the Friday. They've been yeah, there goes the... Dang, government was spoiled it already. So I'm I'm gonna try my best um to get to Carolina Speedway next Friday night and hang out with Matt or any of my other buddies that'll be up there. I'll go ahead and let you guys know that. If you see me up there, say hello. If you don't see me up there, then I'm not there. Um so up yeah, in the air right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very up in the air. We'll see if I can get off off of work that day and whatever else. Um Matt, did you end did you see who ended up winning that race? Uh, Jeremy Steele. Was it Jeremy Steele? I thought it was Dylan yep. Brown. Dylan Brown wasn't there. Dylan Brown wasn't there? Where was he at? <laughs> Somebody told me you won Saturday, and I don't remember where. No, he wasn't Yeah, there. whatever. Whatever. Jeremy Steele wins at Fayetteville 604 Late Models. Uh, and I only asked you that because they don't have it on Race Pass for some reason. Um, The others... Yeah, that was weird. I wanted to see my lap times. In exactly. Yeah. 602 late model main event. Dalton Jacobs wins. Uh, AJ Bellinger second. And Daniel Parker rounds out the top three. Uh, Mini there was street some drama stops. in the 602s. I don't know Ooh, what happened. Was there? But I, I don't know what happened, but I do know people were trying to fight after a race. Ooh. Like I said, I was loading my car up. Oh, do uh, tell. I do you have names? No, I don't. No? Oh, come on. What kind of news expert are you if you can't even get the juicy scoop? But I, I just want to say, I think it was scoop. funny. I was the last trailer there, and I was the first trailer to leave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang, bro. That is crazy. So, that was 602's street stocks. Only six cars show up. Kind of unfortunate. Uh, Rick Razzlard. Goes to victory lane, it looks like, over Michael Butler, Joey Wilkes, John Cagle. Uh, Mike Bain scored the fifth-place finish, and Leighton Bartley scored in the sixth and final place there. Um, not sure what happened there. Um, I don't know if there was an incident, but it's it show, it's showing like there was a uh, incident on the last lap for some reason. I don't know what happened, but uh, but Butler and Wilkes, good run for, for that crew coming home second and third, but... Big good good run for uh, Rick Razzlar. Not familiar with that name at all, but Resilier. congratulations, Resilier. Yeah, he used to race back oh. uh, in Lakeview. Why didn't you correct me a minute ago? I tried to, but you never paused. Sorry, I was waiting for the pause. That's all. It's all good. 
So a resilient congratulations to him, winner at Fayetteville. Right. I hope so, because if not, then I was right, and if I was right, and you corrected me, I'm going to be upset. Um, in the Legends Division, uh, I believe this will be the first of two features. Uh, let's see here. Joe Heigl goes to Victor Lane over Josh Janoski and Chad Garner, top three in the second Legend feature. Uh, Joseph Janoski, relative to Josh, goes to Victory Lane over Ben Sandy and Jim Eubanks, top three there. And then your other feature event. Those cars were everywhere. Oh, yeah, dude. Legends are nuts. Uh, and they really only run them at Fayetteville as far as dirt tracks go around here. And Millbridge and a couple of other places run them as well. But do like those to see Sumter and Lakeview run them? That'd be cool. That would that would be tight. Of course, Sumter's running. Uh, we're running the the mini late models coming up not too far from now. And I really wish that we would run the mod lights again. But mod light counts have been down, sort of. So, eh, you know, the it's just car count on some of those classes. They're good at certain places. But they right. don't like to travel, a lot of them. A lot of them do not like to travel. So, and I'm excited to see these mini late models again because every time they come to Sumter, put on a fantastic show. I will they say that. They used to be all over the place. And the, dude, they, they will be at Sumter. I want to start in three wide. No, I've I'm been, talking I, about, they used to come to a lot of tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. They don't anymore. I mean, I saw them, they were at Carolina when I went. You know, they, they race a lot in Georgia, I think. Yeah, they race a lot at like Tacoa and Patriot Parkway and a couple of other places in Georgia. But um, they are coming to Sumter here, I believe, middle of next month or first weekend in July, something like that. That's going to be an exciting show. I'm ready for that. They put on a, a spectacular uh, event every time that they're in the house. So cannot wait to interact with them again. Do you uh, remember when Cousin Johnny was uh, racing the minis at Sumter? Mm-mm. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a mini late model ride. He raced it at Lakeview and something. Mm. When was this? Uh, this was like eighteen, nineteen. Oh, uh, okay, that was the year that I really got big into racing again. Um, yeah, like seventeen, eighteen. Of course, if you guys didn't know, there. I grew up. I grew up going to Sumter Speedway every single weekend when, with my granddaddy, and then when he passed in, in I think in what oh seven, I kind of just. Man, yeah. I I didn't have anybody to take me, so I just kind of stopped going, and then really didn't start going back heavily until 2017, 2018, and then I really got into it and in, in in 19 when I started working for the track and then started announcing, and here we are today. But um, yeah, there's a, it's a on lot. The topic. I just my dad raced when I was uh before I was born, mm -hmm. uh, and obviously my uncle JD, my granddad. Johnny and my dad. Mm -hmm. I pretty much grew up at a racetrack. Yeah, exactly. See, it's 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 kind of amazing to see the different paths of people that that not I'm only do people racing world exactly exactly, and a lot of people there you'll be amazed at how many people have the same the same exact story as I have, where you right. had a, a grandparent or something that used to take you in. Once they passed, you kind of it kind of fades away from from what you from what you do every weekend and then one day you kind of get back into it a lot of dirt fans are the exact same way and that's how i can kind of resonate with a lot of them but then again a lot of them if not the majority have the exact same path that you have where they've been around it every single weekend of their entire lives 
Right. So and it's I, it's a it's a good median to mesh in the middle. And I got you know a lot of family, but we we going a lot of family that races, but we we'll get into that um in a special episode. We'll save for oh, yeah. later. Well, and while we're on this in this side note, um, just talking about some of the like the Sumter Speedway history and all, I'm kind of. I, I was planning on doing an in-person interview series. This is for just general knowledge for all the people who listen to the podcast out there. I was I was trying to get started a an in-person interview series, an in-person podcast sitting down that we're going to call uh, Shop Talk. It was going to be with, with Banjo Duke and a couple other people and Matt if he could ever get to Sumter on occasion. But that, unfortunately, guys, has kind of been put on hold for the time being. Uh, if you guys didn't see the news... Uh, Banjo and his wife, uh, they brought a brand new baby boy into the world last weekend. And for a while there, the shop that we use would use for that is kind of off limits to that kind of stuff because there is a brand new baby at the house and we don't want to bring people around that could yeah. possibly, you know, bring any kind of sickness or anything because he does have a weakened immune system because he was a little bit premature. Um so yeah, that's kind of on hold for now, but I will update you guys as soon as that does get underway. And hopefully Matt's going to be one of the first people that are on it. Um, hopefully. one of the first people hosting with me on it. So you guys stay tuned for that. That will probably be more of a YouTube series that we'll do with cameras and all. Um, as well as probably the audio recording will come up to here, wherever you find your favorite podcast again. Hey Matt, did you see, uh, talking dirt? We are now on, not only are we on Apple podcasts, uh, Podbean. Um, we were on Amazon podcast for for the entire time, but now we're on iHeartRadio. We are on oh, Pandora. Oh. We're on a few oh, other podcast oh. platforms, and the big one, Matt, you're gonna love this. Talking oh, Dirt is me. now on Spotify. Let's go. So if you guys haven't seen, oh, if you're oh, listening no. to the show out there for the first time or the hundredth time, uh, check us out on all of those podcast platforms, especially Spotify. Because that's dude, that's freaking insane that they they accepted me to be in the in the Spotify program. Um, so big thanks to them. Maybe for rate that. It. Maybe rate it. Yeah, guys. On am, am, uh, Anyways, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts, on Spotify, give us a five star rating. Tell us how much you love us, and tell us what we could change and improve on. I know the audio is not the best quality in the entire world, but we are working on that, and uh, we're trying to. Get to where we can set up an entire studio and do all that good stuff. So if you have any comments, suggestions, whatever, leave us a review and let us know in the review. We'd love to hear from you guys, of course. Um, now, we got a couple more results to go over, Matt. First off, I want to talk a little bit about, we'll go back to Saturday night away from South Carolina, but still in the region. The Ultimate Super Late Models were up at uh, Virginia Motor Speedway. For a big $20,000 to win event, the uh, the Virginias for Racing Lovers, King of the Commonwealth, I believe this is the second rendition of this race. I know they did it last year, but I'm not sure about beforehand. I know they did the USA 100 at VMS forever. I'm not sure about this King of the Commonwealth event. But um, in that race, it was unfortunately very rain-shortened, but... Who was it going to Vitterland? There was oh man, I'm doing this without research because the uh, the the race isn't on Race Pass. Let's looky here at the Ultimate Super Late Model Series Facebook page, and I believe it was man. Why can I not find this? 
I was right, man. I, I should have just said it because I was right in my head. Ross Bales wins $20,000 in only 23 laps. Uh, Rain-shortened event. They, it started raining at lap 23. Ross Bales beats Zach Mitchell, Ben Watkins, top three. Kenny Moreland and Dale Hollidge round out the top five. A decent run for Carson Ferguson back in the top ten. And uh, Brandon Overton actually struggled in that race, Matt. Brandon finished in the 19th spot, so I, I guess I'm not sure what's going on with Team 76 there. He had a, a pretty good week before that, and all of a sudden last weekend not a good run for him. Hopefully that they can uh, they can right the ship as, as we move forward here. And I believe yeah. your Friday, who was your Friday night winner? Natural Bridge, ultimate race there on Friday night as well as we continue to back up here. Was it Jensen Ford that won that race, I believe? Uh, I have no clue. You have no clue. Okay. Well, I can look, and guess what? I was right. Jensen Ford wins his first ever ultimate super late model race. That was Friday night at uh, Natural Bridge Speedway. Overton was second, and Logan Roberson was in the top three. Hey, man, that's the first shout-out Thug Nasty's ever got on the podcast. Oh, that's pretty nasty. cool. Man, I love Logan Robertson, man. That that dude is bad to the bone. I remember he was up at Fayetteville whenever we run there. Um, he was a guy, I remember in qualifying, now this this might be this might be spilling some guy's beans, but uh, there were a couple of the front runners that were absolutely petrified when Logan took to the track for qualifying, if you remember that, Matt. Yeah. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say who it was, but Logan Robertson, Thug Nasty has that power over people. This dude, bad to the bone, got a bunch of a very good support system behind him this year. That's that's one of those guys to watch uh, for, for the future here. Earlier he made on his racing page. What's that? Um, they were saying that they had no intentions of running for a tour championship, but they're oh. so far into the Rush Late Model Series points. Uh huh. They're leading. They're just going to continue with it. And uh, Rush late model series. Isn't that a Northeastern thing? I think so. Yeah. I think he said they'll be in New York this weekend. But I thought, isn't Logan from Tennessee? Something like that. I'm not, I'm not exactly what sure where he's from. That's, that's kind of crazy that you're, you're in a points battle from so far away. I mean, it's the same as you go back to uh, Bryson Harper being top five in Southern All-Stars points. Right. And they're running Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana. He's coming from North Carolina every weekend to race with him if he if I, he even I, decided I, to. I'm not sure. I asked him at Charlotte the other week. He uh -huh. said he said uh nah he ain't he ain't going to uh follow with those races. Man, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Bryson's one of like the coolest kids to talk to. Like as far as the young racers go, but like entertainment value, Bryson's one of the funniest people to talk to. Oh yeah, for sure. He really is. Kids kids got a mouth on him. He knows what to say, um, and if if there if there were like live interviews like in front of fans after a race, such as like NASCAR and all does, Bryson would have a he would be the biggest followed person, biggest followed young racer in the world. I guarantee oh, yeah, for it. Sure. If if people could just listen to this kid talk and the way that he speaks, and just how funny and relatable he is, I'm sure people you can would go love back Bryson on Harper. Can go back on Blue Ridge uh, Outlaws page and well that and and um I believe Bumper Jack did a hauler tour yeah. with him as well and another shout out to Bumper Jack one of my best friends in racing uh, I told you guys last weekend that he had some damage to his house from a fire 
Um, so continue to keep Jack and his family in your in your thoughts and prayers as we move along, please. I do ask that you guys do that. Now, Matt, before we close the show, we got to get back on task here. Let's talk a little bit about Sumter Speedway uh, this past weekend. Of course, we told you that James won the late model main event earlier, and I'm still super, super proud of him oh, yeah. for that. Um, let's see if I can find it again. Oh, Lord, where did it go? Man, everything just kind of runs away from me after I stopped looking at it for a while, I swear. Let's pull Let's pull my uh, my papers back up here. So it's fan appreciation night at Sumter Speedway, Matt. It, I know some tracks have done this before, but free admission for the fans yeah, in the grandstands. All- I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. I did, I did think that was pretty cool. Um, we started the night with a Thunder Bomber main event where Walter Anderson would win his third race in a row on the track. Now, when you win three races at Sumter, you were under a track protest, and they pulled the shocks on the car, and I'm not sure if a final call has been made, but the shocks were sent off to Mideast, which is the, the, the parent body for the Thunder Bomber class that we run at Sumter. They were sent to Mideast, to do some further inspection. I'm not sure what the final call was. That has not been made public thus far by the track. Um, following that, we had a Super Street main event where Double Down Race Cars uh, went back to victory lane here. Wasn't Banjo this time, though. It was Tony Truitt in car number eight beating out Anthony Nelson and Michael Stewart, uh, your top three. So that, that was a very good race. Another driver I was impressed with was Ronnie Stevens. Of course, I was announcing this race. I was very impressed with Ronnie Stevens, who's a guy that I've been watching uh, run and really, for lack of a better word, conserve his stuff for the past couple of years. Like, he'd, he'd start in the back just to get points and uh, and would continue to run there, but actually got on the loud pedal, led us to green and super street, and come home with a top-five finish. So uh huge shout-out to him, and congratulations for a good run there. Uh, Extreme 4 main event. He had uh, this, Matt. Uh, Dalton Hodge actually came and run at the home track this past weekend. Surprisingly uh, yeah. enough, picks up a win. Uh, he beats out Caldees and Brandon Glisson top three. Uh, so a good run for, for little Dalton Hodge there. And um, I did. Okay, yeah. You I doubted him. Okay, okay, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I, I just wanted to see if he could do it at the home track, and he could. And uh, I think I think y'all will get him back at Lakeview this coming weekend. Um, as Sumter's not racing, and he continues to fight for a points championship over at Lakeview because he does find himself in the lead there. Of course, we talked earlier about James Murphy winning in the late models. He beat out Justin Shumpert and little David Pack. Um, Econo Fours. We had Willie Hill go to victory lane once again. Beats out uh, Nice Joe Green and marvelous Marty Horn. Walter Johnson fourth. Kendall Boatwright comes home. In the fifth spot, modified fours at Sumter. You had J.R. Warren go to victory lane over the hard charging Richard Burns and the number five of Jack Jordan. And the final race of the night, Robbie Disher beats out Dalton Corsi and Michael Stewart, your top three. Good run for Walker Cockrell. An excellent run for the 12 year old phenom, John Harper Livingston, uh, trying to follow in his father's footsteps. Now driving a street stock at Sumter Speedway. And that young man is. One of those kids that could be the future of this sport. Uh, Matt, is there anything before we get into uh, to get into telling these people what's going on this coming weekend? Is there anything else that you want to add from this past weekend, or just anything in general? Um, nothing that I can think of right now. 
I had to take a, a swig of water there real quick. Well, if Matt doesn't have anything to add coming this weekend, of course, uh, Sumter Speedway is off. Uh, we'll be off for the Memorial Day holiday. First off, I want to say happy Memorial Day to the, the families of all of our fallen veterans. Um, if, if you're kin to a fallen veteran out there, happy Memorial Day to you. That comes from both Matt and myself, um, of course. Uh, Traveler's Rest will be running on Friday night, this coming Friday night, which will be tomorrow, actually, as you're listening to this. Uh, Lakeview Motor Speedway has the Carolina Clash Super Late Models in town on Saturday night. Um, they're running regular classes with that one as well. Cherokee Speedway will have the Ultimate Super Late Models on Sunday, and they also have a few a few local classes, and Pure Stock will be running as well. I believe Fanville is running Saturday again as well. They have a, a bunch of local classes going on there. Lancaster running weekly classes for double points. And uh, Matt, are you taking this coming weekend off to celebrate Memorial Day with the family? Yeah, there there's really nowhere around racing for me, so uh, at least close, anyways. So I'm a, I'm gonna sit this one out and enjoy my time with with the fam. And on the, uh, of course, I'm probably gonna about do the same thing. Not exactly sure what's going on. Actually, actually uh, what, what's that? What's uh, that? This, this this is up in the air. So I might be doing some sort of racing. Mm. Uh, a buddy of mine came to the track with me last weekend or this past weekend, and we got to talking. They got that new uh, go kart track down in North Myrtle. Yeah, they did. We might go hit that up. Ooh, that might be talking to her fan meet up at the at the at the karting place. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hey, pretty sure we could, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could do that just we, we could definitely. <laughs> ma- oh, yeah, we probably could. Yeah. But, I, hey, man, if, if y'all end up going, let me know. We might uh, we might invade the cart place, and I'll show y'all how a real man drives a cart. All right. We'll, we'll keep in touch. It's something. Yeah, right we'll definitely keep in touch. Um, Just on the uh, – we don't we didn't talk iRacing very much last week, Matt, on the iRacing front. All right. Well, I guess my uh, my Thursday night series is over. One more race in the Tuesday night series. Uh, You guys could catch next Tuesday night on the the Dirt Racing Network on Facebook. Other than that, hey, Matt, guess what? I won my first – I raced my first official pro late model race with open setups in like a year and a half. Won that sucker by a second and a half. Did you make the setup? I did. Actually, or, I kind of sort of kind of sort of kind of sort of kind of sort of. Yeah. I'm just I, I I had one of the <laughs> yeah. uh one of the league setups that I had and I played with the gear a good bit and I played with tire pressures and spring uh spring uh rates and the droop and blah 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 blah. Um so I mean it was pretty much my own setup, yeah. but waxed them the second and a half, good win. Might do it again tonight here because there's an official starting in about 20 minutes from when we recorded this. Uh, but, but what do you what you got to add to that? So last night, me, uh, James, and Cody McAllister were playing, and there was no oh, sick else. invite. First off, what the heck, sick but, invite. Well, you never got back home. Oh man, you knew we were going to be on. Anyways, so there was literally nothing on besides a UMP race, which. Everybody knows good and well, you and Cody, you're scared of UMPs. Oh, um, boo-hoo. <laughs> so it was that or street stocks at Weed Sport. And again, nobody likes Weed Sport. So anyways, we go out there. It's a 25-lap race. James starts on pole. I'm outside pole. And You forget some, to mention that it was just you and James? 
Oh, Cody started third. Cody didn't finish the race. He got took out and left. So there were three cars. You, James, and Cody. Cody started third. You, James started second. No, no, no. no. There was okay. there was like there was like ten cars. <laughs> so I think there was. I can't remember what the number was. Uh huh. Anyways, so me and I, me and James are going. I somehow work my way on the bottom. He's on the top. You run the first like fifteen laps side by side, just like that. Yep. We have a caution. I get the lead. We take we uh take the green flag. We're going my dumb tail decided to try to start in second gear instead of third. And huh? James beat me by point zero zero one seconds. Really? To, uh, take the lead off that restart. Yep. Wow. So now we're taking a restart. He's on pole, I'm outside pole. And um Again, I somehow worked my way on the bottom, and then we're side by side again for the rest of the race. I ended up winning. I, I feel like James let me win because James is super tough to beat on our racing. Well, there's the James does that, man. He he'll wax you for a little bit, and all of a sudden he'll be Mister Nice Guy, and yeah. I feel and like he let let you it. by. Exactly. Yeah. He's so much better than both of us. I mean, we're both oh, good, yeah. but James is just so much better and. Honestly, I think now that he's got this computer, he'll be in these leagues that I'm in and you're going to be in and yeah. probably wax the field, if I'm not – I'm being completely honest with you. Oh, yeah. Because I think that with the right internet setup and all, James could be up there with the Housers, the Majulitzes, the, the – uh, When I tell all you – All those guys of the world. He qualifies pole just about every race we get in, no matter what car it is, no matter what No matter what setup, it, no, it doesn't open. matter. James is good, man. If, uh, if some, he needs to tell us a secret. To be honest with you, exactly. And he's using he's using he, grip hacks. He has to be. It gotta be. Gotta be grip hacks. <laughs> I hundred percent grip hacks. Oh man, hundred percent grip hacks. But um, yeah. So aside from the the eye racing stuff, um, any last words here, Matt? Because we're getting to about the time that we got to cut it off. Any last words? No, not really. I don't. Not I don't really. Another successful episode of Talk of Dirt. Remember, guys, uh, this coming weekend, Sumter Speedway's off. Lakeview back race in Carolina Clash on Saturday night. Ooh. You can follow that up. Cherokee Speedway on Sunday with the Ultimate Super Late Speaking Models. Matt said, "Ooh, so he's got something." I read that Cherokee is now under new ownership. Really? Yeah, I saw that on Facebook today. I meant I screenshot it. I meant to send it to you. Oh, um, that obviously slipped my mind. Well, obviously, yeah. well, um, I believe if I'm not mistaken, Scott Childress, Tony Ader, Ader, bought out Scott Childress's part in the track. So, so Tony is now full owner of Cherokee yeah. Speedway. Yeah, that is very interesting. Sam I'm going to have to do my research. Open his, open his construct or uh, reopening his construction business. Well, he was also, I know, I think Scott also has something to do with Livonia as well. Which is why Livonia oh, yeah. was running on Friday nights and Cherokee's running on Saturday nights. And I think Livonia's running this weekend too, if y'all want to check that out on Friday night. Um, so that's very interesting before we leave off the show. Uh, apparently, Tony Adair now uh, owns 100% of Cherokee Speedway. So that's very, very, very cool. Um, 
and possibly means big things for Cherokee to come in the near future. But again, guys, this weekend, if you're in the mood to watch some racing, go check out Fayetteville, go check out Lakeview on Saturday night, go check out Cherokee on Sunday, go check out TR on Friday night. The options are endless. And if you're just celebrating Memorial Day weekend with your family on the lake, on the river, at the beach, wherever you're at, please stay safe. Do not have too much to drink because the Our choices, the streets, people. the streets will be hot with blue lights. Let me tell you guys, the streets will be hot with the blue lights. Y'all stay safe out there. Keep it classy. Our choices. Yes, sir. And for Matt Pridgen, I've been Ryan Williams. We'll catch you next Thursday, guys, with another episode of Talking Dirt. Y'all have a wonderful Memorial Day. Be safe. We'll catch you next time. Later, Gators. Later, Gators. <laughs> Cut it out if you want.